It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Monday, July 11th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This morning was the morning of our uh, 12th annual Not So Stampede breakfast in front of the studio. Yeah, it in, was. In past years, we've done it. Uh, we've, we've broadcasted live outside there. Uh, but this year, they just had us in the studio instead, which, I mean, those are, those are fun events, but I honestly like being in the studio better. Well, we just don't have access to all of our, like, stuff to, you know, like, we can't call up, we can't play things, we have to get a, an op-in to do all that for us, which is always fun, but it's just a lot harder to do it when you're trying to, like, explain your ideas yep. to other people, you And know? then you, like, you know, right in here, I have control over the button, so when we think the break is over, I yep. hit it, whereas, like, if you're relying on an op to read that, sometimes you get cut off early, sometimes you... Yeah. <laughs> there's a long pause after, yep. so it's just a much easier show to do from the studio. Big weekend of stampeding for you, Shauna? Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, went to the rodeo on Saturday because I'm, I'm away next weekend. I love going to the rodeo and doing all that, mm-hmm. and I know I won't be able to do it. So my only real day to be able to do that was Saturday. So I wound up getting last-minute tickets because they were completely sold out. Uh, and just happened to look on the Stampede website and got super lucky. Somebody had resold four tickets for face value, and wow. I was like, mine, done. What is face value? Uh, Where we were sitting, it was... 50 bucks per ticket per ticket okay that's not horrible no no and it's four hours like it's a long time <laughs> uh so yeah we did that and then of course you know dropped by and schmoozed at a bunch of events because as everybody does you have fourteen thousand things you're invited to and mm-hmm. yeah so did that it was great weather was awesome how about Very you nice yeah friday night we went out to the cowboys tent and it was wild as it always is yep that was a great time um didn't get home till like 3.30 and didn't get to bed till after. It was a 24-hour day for me on Friday. So oh, that was gosh. a busy day because we had our uh, work party here for their clients. Yeah. And yeah, it was uh, it was good, though. It was fun. And then yesterday, just went to a buddy's stampede party. He's got a really nice place that overlooks the city. So Sweet. hung out there and had a couple beer. My parents are in town now. Awesome. Um, and the weather's supposed to be beautiful this week. So going to get a little work done around the house. And I don't know if we'll go back down to stampede or not, but... Uh, summer's here. Yeah, summer's I'm thinking here. of Feels good. going a couple days this week, but I'm actually trying to manage which days I'm going to not sleep versus sleep because <laughs> this weekend I have to drive to Saskatchewan for a wedding right after the show on Friday. Oh. Knowing I have a seven-hour drive ahead of me on Friday is making me go, I can't fall asleep at the wheel. So how do we right. manage this week? <laughs> yep. Yeah, front load your week. Yes. Front load your week with events. That's what's happening. And rest up in the latter half of the week. Yeah, I just found out that some people are staying with me, uh, though, come Thursday. So that's... Throwing a little more uh, comp- complications. Yeah. The- yeah, but it's That'll good. Do it. That'll it's, do it. It's all a stampede, man. That's how it goes. On the show today, we're going to make road paving sexy. <laughs> the uh, We've got an etymology, a, a new type of news voice. I was severely disrespected by Uber on the weekend. I'm, I'm chapped about it. We'll talk about that. Uh, something very weird happened at that Cowboys tent um, with, my, with my wife, McKenna, on the weekend. We're going to talk a bit about this Rogers outage, the service outage on Friday, which no doubt you heard about or were affected by. Yep. We've got some hot conspiracies to do with that. First, you're out of context clip of the show. Flick your bat wing a little bit, and if there's no response, all right, you're good to go. Here you go. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Have you ever dated somebody, Beckler, who's a bad kisser? Yeah, but I have a theory on this. Okay. I don't believe there are bad kissers and good kissers so much as there are incompatible kissers. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, although, you know, I did date somebody who just... 
there's a lot of tongue going like a lot of sloppiness just a lot just a bit you like it just like you're, you're putting your whole thing in my mouth like it's just, just tell him to back off i did uh ki- yes kindly kind of told him to back off <laughs> easy on the tongue bro can you just, just like d- dial it back a little okay just just a little bit but i was thinking about that because i was like is that something that you can admit to somebody openly like this guy i didn't really date so it's not like you know i got to a point where i was like can we practice this <laughs> Can we work on this a little bit? It was just a one-off neck. And- it was a one-off ne- neck and more or less we just didn't work out and that was it. So it was like, okay, that's cool. But if you necked again, you might have to bring it up to him. And this is the thing is, do people do that? Like, let's say everything else is compatible. You have this partner and you just, everything is great. And then you, you'd go for the kiss and you're like, oh, I just can't. I don't like that. Do you sit them down and go? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Try this. Try this. See how this feels. Okay. You You're practice like, so- on an apple? <laughs> hey, we're going to do a workshop together, okay? Sit, sit your ass down. Here's an apple. Try on this. Like, I dated this one girl who, she was a huge mouth kisser. Yeah. Like, just wide open, The open, open mouth, right? yes. This is Which what this was guy was doing. too much for my average size mouth. But were she to neck with another huge mouth kisser, well, then the two of them could go at each other like bowhead whales, and I'm sure it'd be fine, but... Yeah, that's okay. I was getting, like... You know, when somebody does that, and then it's, they're eating your nose. You're like, you're you're my mouth and nose. Oh, okay, that is that I, is a big amount. There go my eyes. There's a lot. Oh, yep, you're swallowing <laughs> um, me. Getting eaten. Oh god. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. I was at the rodeo on Saturday, and uh, we were watching all the events, obviously, and the bareback event. How, like, how do you do that and not absolutely destroy your bait and tackle? Hmm. Like, do you have a set of wrecking balls down there? Or I actually wanted to go up to one of the riders after and ask them for tips. Because I, we've talked before about how sitting on a bike seat is extremely painful for your undercarriage. That Yet, seems like comfort compared to these guys getting slammed into by a horse again and again. Non- like a horse that wants to buck you off and you just... Just again and again. Just over and ha, over with ha, no crazy. saddle, just bareback. It's called bareback. And you're just, your peas and carrots are just hanging out there. What sort of rig do they have lined up under those jabs that make this doable for them? Maybe nothing. Maybe they just have no feeling left at all. Just nothing left no, down there. Just, it's just. It's got to be. like because you're. Numb. Yeah, either that or you have a bat wing that is completely just used to it i don't know what i have no idea but honestly like afterward too do you just sit on a bag of peas for the rest of the night like how often do they do this event and how much recovery time do they have in between you know what i mean like backstage the rodeo it's just a bunch of bareback riders with ice packs on there that's that's what you get in your Uh, tour rider they're like i request a bag uh, of peas many bags of frozen peas that's it i'm gonna puke oh my god i'm gonna puke it's, that would be enough to deter me from the sport, I think. Yeah. It's like... I know. What's the, what's the event that I could choose that will do the most damage to my huevos? Yes. What? Like my Boris Johnson, okay, needs to just, like, get mangled. Like, just yeah. mangled. There's got to be something. Like, you can't, unless, yeah, maybe not. be a secret. Maybe there's just, the only people who do that event are people who have, like, well, we have no feeling down here. Like, my undercarriage <laughs> has no feeling, never has, so this is perfect for me. That's how they test out if you're going to be a good bareback rider or not. Yep. Just get one hard kick in the rod barajas, and if you don't hit the dirt, they just, all right, next, next we'll get you up on the horse. They flick your bat wing a little bit, and if there's no response, all right, you're good to go. Here you go. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. 
Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Back there along with Shauna. Hello. I've got one for you. So you know that massive Rogers outage, of course, that happened on Friday. Yes. Which, by the way, was a little bit terrifying. Like, especially the fact that some people couldn't even access emergency services. Yeah, whenever something like that it's happens, spooky. it like, exposes the cracks in our system, doesn't it? Totally it totally does. And, of course, a lot of people are pointing, saying, well, this is the problem with a communications monopoly like we have in Canada, mm-hmm. is that it affected a big... Anyway, uh, I also was thinking about this and was like, what terrible timing when it comes to Stampede? Yeah. This happened the first day of Stampede. You know, everything's trying to kick off. They're trying to, especially after overcoming a flood and overcoming a pandemic and now trying to recover. And then this happens the first day of Stampede. My friends and I were talking about that on the weekend, too. We said, what do you think the dollar amount lost at Stampede? Like millions, right? Yeah. It would probably cost like millions of, of missed dollars yes. for people who couldn't access their, their money. And not just on the grounds, but a- anyone else that, you know, the place that people were going to go for breakfast. Yep. And people can't get out money to do anything. Like yeah, it's, millions. Totally. Uh, well, here's what I think happened. It was PETA. <laughs> okay. It was PETA that caused the Rogers outage. Because, of course, as you know, PETA is always here and they like to boycott. Normally they're standing outside and they have signs and they say like they're boycotting the rodeo and everything else. Well, that is not enough for them now, so they wanted to do a grander gesture, and this is what they did. They wow. they caused an outage, the Rogers network, so that it really affected Stampede. Huh. Yeah. It was PETA. You know, when I saw this happen, too, on Friday... Maybe you and I are starting to lose our minds a bit with mm-hmm. this segment because I initially thought too, like, is there a conspiracy angle here? Like, yeah. is someone doing this deliberately? Yes. And I thought, you know, again, the timing, first day of Stampede, the yeah. kind of like the comeback Stampede, the one that's going to be the big one. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's someone trying to keep, trying to keep Calgary down, trying to keep Alberta down. Except the outage was nationwide, so that pokes a hole. No, I, and that's what I was thinking as well, but what I think theory. happened, like PETA just, you know, they went and they did this and they had their rescue goats just chew on a bunch of wires and stuff, and then the rescue goats, of course, got just a little out of hand and they couldn't control it and just started gnawing, gnawing down. Like, oh, God, this is way bigger than we meant, but... <laughs> there was something fishy about mm-hmm. it, though. I agree. I'll agree with you there. Yep. Uh, you smell it? I smell what it. Do you smell that? Stinks to high hell, doesn't it, Shauna? Sure, although, I mean, there is a lot of bulls around, so maybe that's... Maybe it's just that. <laughs> just the smells of Stampede. Just the smells of Stampede. I'm not sure. On but... the plausibility scale, how many super intelligent chimps returning from space out of 10 do you give this one? You know what? I'm going to give this 14 and a half super intelligent mm-hmm. chimps returning from space. Mm-hmm. 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 The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You've been to the Cowboys tent before, right? I from have, Stampede? Yeah. yeah. I've only been twice, but I think it's it's one of their traditions to sing O Canada every night. Oh, interesting. At some point in the night. And, uh, I mean, around that time, the MC was kind of hyping up the crowd, and he was getting people to cheer, like we'd see, say a province, and then cheer if you're from that province, right? right yeah. So he goes, you know, through BC and Ontario and Manitoba, and everyone cheers, and Alberta got a huge cheer. And he said Quebec, and everyone was like, boo, the whole place, boo. Oh, no. <laughs> they booed the hell out of Quebec. And it's uh, uh-huh. man, it's uh, it's really funny, but I also wish we wouldn't do that sort of thing. Yeah, because like, what if you're someone who came out here from Quebec mm-hmm. to experience Stampede in the city in the area, and then you get booed at a big party tent? I mean, I you feel know, like, like they might be used to it, but <laughs> that being said, it's totally true. Because like, if you if you come all this way from Quebec, like yeah. clearly you think highly enough of the place to, to spend your money and time coming out here to visit, right? And Which then, we appreciate. To be met with like, 
that reaction. Oh I don't God. know. Yeah, we do appreciate yeah. it, right? And like yeah. most of the people that I have met from Quebec out this way are excellent. They're great. They're, they're almost like it's almost like they're trying to offset the negative perceptions Two of, of their province. Two of my closest friends are from there. I know. And are they great people? Yeah, I bet well, they are. To be fair, though, it's like anything. There's always a stereotype or an over, and it's like most of the people aren't like that, right? right. And the government is not the people. Yeah, like, that's something that we have to remember all the time too. The government of play of a place is not necessarily. The people of that place, and as Albertans who get a certain, you know, yeah, we don't uh, like it either. Stereotype is, yeah, we don't like it either. So we probably shouldn't do it to others. No, yeah, like think of any quote unquote unpopular place, and you could throw Quebec and probably Alberta into that that bucket as well. But like you know, China, Russia, yeah. bad governments, ordinary people for the most part, yeah. right? So I think we should show people great hospitality, no matter where they're from. I'll admit I did laugh when Quebec got booed. Yeah, but I, at the same time. I wish we wouldn't. It's. I think we got to be better than that. I agree. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So we were out on, at Stampede on Friday night at one of the big tents, and uh, my wife McKenna got talking to this guy that she just met there or whatever, and uh, she said, was asked if he was single, and he said yes, and then she said, well, I have a friend here who's also single. Oh, perfect. Maybe I could, you know, maybe you could come playing say Playing matchmaker, yeah. playing Cupid. She's like, she's like, so maybe you can come meet her or whatever, and uh, she's like, I'll show you a picture. So she pulls up. Her friend's Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and the guy's like, that's my ex. Well, that's awkward. It's more than awkward. It's like the odds. The odds of the thousands and thousands of people there. Wow. And she happens to be trying to set this guy up with the one girl that he's already dated there. Oh, like, crap. <laughs> what, are the, what are the chances of that? Hmm. What are the chances? I mean, I suppose if they like the, the same kind of things and are out at the same type of events, then that would narrow things down a little bit, but not much when it comes to Stampede. This friend doesn't even live here anymore. Oh, that's weird. So she's from elsewhere now. Crazy. Yeah. It's like a wow. small world. Small world. Well, maybe... But needless this... to say, the guy was like, no, thank you. Okay. No, th I was going to say, maybe it's time to try it out again, you nope. know, but no. <laughs> nope, okay. nope, no, thank you. Oh. <laughs> and S in 20 minutes or less. I was totally disrespected by several Uber drivers on Friday night, Shauna. Several? Several. How? So an Uber home from the grounds, we were out on Friday night, McKenna and I, yeah. and an Uber home from there was, to my house, was $100. Yeah. And not paying $100 for a ride home. No. So we hopped on the train and we took it as far south as we could. Yep. And at the last stop, then we called an Uber from there. And it was $16. I was like, great, that's way more reasonable. Uh, so the first two drivers that we connected with did the old, like, pretend we can't find you thing, where they hope you'll cancel. Brutal. And they get five God, bucks for that. it. Because yep. they're waiting for a longer fare, right? Mm -hmm. They want a trip that's going to take them all the way across town. Yeah. Not from, you know, the C train station to where we live, which was only $16. So we wait and we wait and like they're McKenna's calling the per the driver and he says, I can't find you. It's like, come on, we can see on the map. You're right around the corner. That's brutal. We can see you. Brutal. Right, and we're at a C train station. Yeah. Like you're not, if, if you are a professional driver in Calgary, you know where the C train stations are. Yeah. Right. But no. So we had to cancel on two of them because they'll wait you out. And we had a babysitter at home that we had to go relieve. And, you know, that charges for that are racking up and she wants to go home and so, oh, frustrating. Very, very frustrating. So eventually we found somebody who actually came and picked us up, but that was after we canceled twice and waited yeah. there for, I think, almost an hour for someone to come That's get us. brutal. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Yeah, I mean, you pay, the, you pay five bucks per cancellation, and they're pretending they can't find you. I have to be honest with you. I've been planning my transportation home from Stampede, not around prime time. 
Yeah, so that's smart. You just yep. even if it's fifteen minutes one way or the other, if you know when things are letting out, especially like the rodeo, you know when that's gonna end. Mm-hmm. You know when the fireworks end. And honestly, because of this reason, if you can plan to just leave a little early or if you are willing to wait it out for a while, then do that because this is what's gonna be happening. Or right? if you can use transit, right? Because the well, trains run number they one run late for and, sure. Yeah, yeah if you so can make that happen. That got us close enough, but not quite all the way there, and then we got you know, they need a button on the Uber app for that. If you expect you're being dicked around, yeah, right. There should be a, there should be a button where it's like, I think this guy's yanking my dink, and you can put that button right there, and then it's just a picture picture of a dink <laughs> yanking. Get yanked just, here. Yeah, don't yeah, really just, buy. Oh, it. just hit the old yanking dink button, okay? <laughs> BNS in twenty minutes or less. A few people asked, like, why don't you just leave a really bad review for the driver? But you can't review a driver on Uber unless you've ridden with them. Yeah. I totally forgot about that, too. And this happened the other day. I was trying to get an Uber in the morning, mm-hmm. and I pre-booked the Uber. And then that morning, when I was supposed to be picked up, because I understand it's an odd hour, right? It was 4.30 or 5 or whatever t- yep. time it was. And uh, the but guy... there drivers up that time looking for airport trips and stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this guy phoned me, and he goes, do you know it's an hour wait for an Uber right now? He was like, I'm so sorry. We're really short, like, short-staffed. I was like, What? So I wound up canceling this because I'm like, well, I, I can't wait an hour. Uh, we have to go live on the radio. So canceled that one. And then, of course, the next person came within like three minutes. He just literally phoned to he try and like get out fare, of it. did he? Yeah. No, he just didn't want to do it. And that's why you pre-book. I, I didn't understand like, that. Yeah, it was really strange. And then just like too. bold-faced lie. Like, yeah. it's just like, this what is really short-staffed. Yeah. You're what not are you talking about. You're not a McDonald's. You're I, you're Uber. And also, how do you know? You're like individual drivers. You you don't yeah. know what, what. I guess you can see maybe where the other vehicles are on the app, but still. Horse crap. Yeah, you know, he was he was as they would say, yanking your dink. Yeah. Um, but one friend of the show, Chris, had a solution. If this ever happens to you again, he said if they're gonna sit there and wait for you to cancel the fare, call a cab. Yep. Call a cab and then let well, them sit there as long you. as they want. Yeah, so. yeah. I uh, that's what I do now. Like when when you know because surge pricing is a thing. It's part of Uber, mm-hmm. and we know that that's gonna happen. So yeah, if it's surge pricing time like that, yeah, phone a cab. Yeah, it's if you can get a cab. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know some of my friends. They still swear by cabs. They're like yep. cabs are better than Uber. So it, uh, it depends, depends on the scenario, and sometimes it's true. Yeah. VNS in twenty minutes or less. I was watching the news on Friday, and there was this girl reporting who whose mic was so hot and she was like whispering into it and it literally sounded like she was broadcasting from her closet and I was listening to this and I was like what is what is going on here like are are you being held hostage or you don't want to wake your baby or what's happening I tried to record this for you Becca this does not do it justice at all though it kind of just eliminates what the idea of it but here you go but the final straw was a revelation that johnson not only promoted a lawmaker who had a record of drunkenness and allegations of sexual misconduct but that he lied saying at first he had like, known about it johnson's desire to work it doesn't a, she's first of all she has a great news accent she does great news that johnson's desire yeah totally but <laughs> it, it, this loses it because when you record it it misses the kind of the peaking and the the like really muffled kind of sound of her voice but this is a new type of news voice for sure it's like the news version of of like the whisper singing to mm, me yeah like the bre- it, that breathy whisper pop like you kind of hear everything that's going on in her mouth it's a little bit muffled but like really close up and and over uh, yeah it does sound like she was kidnapped it, but still has to do the news yeah like <laughs> but she does not want her captors to hear i like this like I'm, i'll try to demonstrate just to really give you the idea if you just turn up her mic so. yeah. 
Allegedly, the suspect fled the scene on foot, and police are now canvassing the area. I'm Tana Jefferson, CBC News, my closet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, very hot. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So Tracy emailed us asking for the etymology of Murphy's Law. She was like, who's Murphy? What does that mean? Where did this come from? Um, so Edward Murphy was actually a man who worked on a project at the Edwards Air Force Base. And it was this research project called the MX-981 Project, which uh, far too fancy for me to fully understand. But I guess it was uh, started to confirm the feasibility of a 40G crash restraint system for pilots of military aircraft. Okay. So kind of it was fancy, st- very important stuff. Uh, but Edward Murphy, during this experiment, I guess he proposed using these electronic gauges at one point to measure the force on the pilot's harnesses. Uh, but they experimented using a chimpanzee, and the sensors didn't work. They didn't provide any reading at all. It became apparent after that that a lot of the sensors were actually installed backwards. And at this point... Did they, did they kill the chimp in the crash? I, well, it doesn't specify, but I assume they might have. Uh, but Edward Murphy, after all of this, when they were like, okay, your sensors didn't work, well, he decided to blame the screw-up on his assistant. So he said exactly this. He said, if that guy has any way of making a mistake, he will. But the thing is, I guess Edward Murphy was actually offered a chance before this initial test to test out these sensors but he declined and kind of mocked the offer and was like, well, no, obviously I know this is going to this is going to work, which got him off on the wrong foot with some of the other engineers. Because of this, behind his back, these engineers then basically mocked Murphy and anytime everything that could go wrong did go wrong, they would refer to it as Murphy's Law. Because, But because Murphy blamed mm-hmm. the assistant. Yeah. This nameless assistant. This poor... <laughs> yeah. It's like if that guy can make a mistake, he will. But really, it Murphy was made the mistake Murphy himself, and, <laughs> and everybody kind of knew and knew he was blaming uh, and he was arrogant. And so it's it's twisted from the original phrase a little, a little bit, yep. yeah. But yeah, that's how yeah. it came to be, and it's morphed into what it is now. But it's all because <laughs> of Edward Murphy, and not because of the phrase he coined, but because he it was his mistake. Because it was his mistake. Okay, well that's. Some poetic justice, I think, isn't it? I think it? The, so. He lives on in infamy this, as the guy who actually screwed up. So I guess his family denies this now because oh. it came out and people were like, well, it was from Edward Murphy and his family's like, no, <laughs> no, it, no, no, it was not him. It was another Murphy. <laughs> okay. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend of mine was complaining because they're paving her street right now and she lives downtown and the only parking she has is on the street. So obviously it's a bit annoying for her can't have her both ways though right we want nice smooth roads totally and they're on a huge huge road paving stint right now they had an additional like 10 million dollars in funding this year to go so that it's it's everywhere like you see those no paving signs all along all over the place so uh problem is it it does it leads to parking issues especially this time of year makes it a bit tough for people so even detours and that yeah we want to have our cake and eat it too we do but i get it i get the frustrations i get it and i was thinking that I mean, you know what we're good at. You bet. You bet. Yep. We could make road paving sexy. Sexy. Ooh. We need to fill these holes. They're huge. (laughs) Oh, that's a bad start. (laughs) Let me see your ass. Fault. Oh, yeah, that's smooth. (laughs) 
Mm. Hot asphalt. Hot ass. Lay it down thick and heavy. Oh. Then let's strip it down. Mm. Yeah, I can feel the vibrations. They must be going really hard. <laughs> Take off your black top and let me see your ridges. Ooh. It's almost too Very easy. Technical, yeah. Just, you know, yeah, this was a. Lot a... Of... <laughs> this was a. Hey, easy one. Mailed her in today. I hardly know her. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.